Welcome uh, to episode uh, 221 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is um, it is Tuesday, people. Uh, Tuesday, the 15th of June, 2000, 2021. And um, I hope you're doing well out there, people. Um, really concerned with how you're doing right now. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Anyway, uh, um, what a fucking day it was Sunday, wasn't it? Nice little start for the old England team, people out there who were bothered about such a football. Um, yeah, so um, uh, it was a good win for England uh, the other day. Quite happy about that. Uh, calm down, everyone. Let's all calm down. It's only the first game. You know, uh, a bit of a revenge. Uh, against the old uh, Croats, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was pleased. Let's put it that way. I was pleased. We looked quite good. We looked like we're playing all right. It's early days. Everybody, calm down. Let's get this together. Um, apart from that, I haven't done a lot really. I've been watching the games um, uh, um, and looking at the groups and that sort of thing. The France, Germany, Uruguay, Portugal group is a strong fucking group. Some good games coming up there. So uh, I've I've just been enjoying it a little bit, people. Not getting too carried away. It's early days. As I say, let's not go fucking mental. Let's calm down. Let's not smash anywhere up. <laughs> just yet. We're still in it. Uh, I say we, oh, was it you, Ben, was it? Were you helping them out? Were you? Hate it when people say that. Well, you know, we, as in England, you know what I mean? I wasn't there, you know. I didn't, you know. My uh, technical ability at football that I imagine I'm still, you know, still reliving my youth on the football uh, on the football front but um i imagine that has rapidly declined with my um uh, unfitness uh, that i possess at the moment so um but i still class it as we because it is england who are playing and i am i am a fucking englishman that's what i am people i'm sorry about that i know we've got a checkered history i know but <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with the bad stuff, only the good stuff that we did. Okay, is that is that the way we do it these days? Yeah, I had nothing to do with that pillaging and fucking, you know, all the shit we did in the past, nicking people's countries and that. But I had a lot to do with winning the Second World War. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, I'm on the tea today. Let's have a little bit of tea. I'm in a good mood, people. I'm enjoying the Euros. Um, I got my little England shirt. Uh, I wasn't going to pay a fortune for one of the stadium shirts or anything like that. And to be honest with you, I didn't like this. I don't like the stadium shirts. Um, I don't really like the white kit. It's all right. Um, I didn't. Um, uh, I didn't. I don't like the blue kit. Really, I don't like the fucking collar on it. I know. I know, guys, we're talking about fashion here now. Um, I know that's not the reason to buy it, but I I bought the red um, uh, training, uh, well, not training, pre-match shirt, isn't it? The pre-match shirts seem to be better. Like the one uh, for the World Cup was fucking great, that pre-match shirt. 
Um, it's fucking lovely. And um, uh, this one is like a red. It's like red, guys. And red really goes with my, like, colouring. So, um, uh, years ago, my mum used to be a colour analyst. That was, uh, sounds a bit rude. Um, but, um, yeah, she used to do that. Uh, match people with their colours and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Random thought just come out. Hey, man, you better not be wearing green. Green doesn't suit you. But I quite like green. It don't fucking suit you. You fucking take that jacket off right now. Um, anyway, talking about green things. Here we go. Here we go. Seamless link, seamless link uh, into uh, something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. I'm going to need a sip of tea before we start this, people. There we go. Um, there was a crocodile, crocodile named after Bin Laden. I, I imagine... I don't know it, whether it's flown any towers, uh, flown any planes into any twin towers or anything like that. Uh, but um, this crocodile named after Bin Laden has been terrorising a village where he's eaten 80, local, <laughs> 80 locals. It's got a bit of a... Um, gets a bit peckish for humans by the sounds of it. Osama, a Nile crocodile believed to be over 75 years old, wiped out a tenth of the population. Fuck me. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, in the small Ugandan village of Luganga, uh, between 1991 and 2005, it even jumped on fishermen's vessels. <laughs> I mean, we've all started a box of chocolates. Haven't we? And thought, um, uh, oh, fucking hell. You get halfway through and you think, oh, I might as well finish them. They're only going to sit there cooling to me. That must be the same, uh, the same effect that those villagers have on that crocodile. <laughs> uh, an immortal in uh, uh, brackets, it said, bloodthirsty crocodile named after Bin Laden is eating 80 villagers, terrorizing Alan. Uh, adults and children for years. Osama and Nile Crocodile, believed to be over 75 years old, lived in Uganda's Lake Victoria for most of its life. Uh, the reptile used to snatch children. After about 10, surely after about 10, the villagers go, right, we've got to fucking deal with this shit. There's 10 people been eaten by this fucking crocodile. We need to... Uh, <laughs> we need to... Put this on our top priority list. We are drastically losing manpower to fight back against this crocodile every day. 80. Jesus. Um, you know, okay, we'll let it have 10 more, right? And then if it has any more after te uh, 20, then we're really going to have to prioritise killing this crocodile. Couldn't they, you know... I don't know. Couldn't they just put, like, a, a, a fucking... You know, like uh, a, a mannequin by the water as if it's like getting thing. The crocodile comes up and then they fucking kill it. It looks like it's been killed. Osama the crocodile killed 80 villagers. It looks like it's been killed there. Um, the 16-foot-long beast wiped out a tenth of the population in a small village. Uh, the reptile used to snatch children as they filled buckets of water at the shore of the lake. Jesus Christ, that must say, go and get us some water. <laughs> Fuck that shit. You fucking go and get your water. I'm all right. I ain't thirsty, man. 
I ain't thirsty. If you're thirsty, you go down to the river and see Osama. Uh, or swim beneath fishing boats and purposely capsize them. Uh, at one point, I also started jumping into fishing boats. It got fucking... It's got a bit too cocky there. Into fishermen's wooden vessels before carrying off people to kill them. Ah, oh, that's fucking horrendous, man. Imagine that. There you are, just doing a bit of fishing. The next... <laughs> got a fucking crocodile around your throat. Uh, one of the victims of the crocs attacks was a local fisherman whose tattered clothing was discovered floating on the water. It's like fucking some sort of jaw shit going on, isn't it? Another man witnessed and survived an attack by the fearsome reptile, but his brother was not so lucky. Uh, are you sure this isn't just a fucking serial killer who's in the village? It's got, <laughs> it's got a crocodile disguise kit on. It seems a lot 80. Surely, after 40, you think, right, we need, we need to relocate this village. Can we not relocate this? The Sydney Morning Herald spoke to Paul, who was rowing in the back of his boat as his brother Peter fished from the front when Osama leapt in and snatched him. Jesus Christ. Um, it does look fucking huge. Some villagers wanted to kill the crocodile, but were told they could not do so. Why were they told that? He recalled Osama just emerged from the water vertically and flopped into the boat. The back of the boat where I was sitting was submerged. He tried to seek help, but the crocodile latched onto Peter's leg with his giant jaws and began to pill at him, trying to get him into the water. Peter was clutched in the side scream, and they fought for about five minutes until I heard a tearing sound. Oh, fuck. Ah, oh, that's brutal. There is actually in the news article that got a picture of Osama bin Laden. I'm not sure... I'm not sure that was it. Osama was given, has been given to the owners of Uganda crocs to be used in their breeding program. Fucking great. That's all you need, isn't it? So they haven't actually killed the crocodile. They've just sort of like tied him up in the back of a truck by the looks of it. <laughs> and they can't fucking kill him. Oh, he's eating 80 people. What does he have to do? What do they have to do at that stage? You know what I mean? What is it, 90? They draw the line and go, right, we're going to have to kill him now. What are they going to do? <laughs> Give him a good stiff talking to. Look, Osama, you've got you've to lay off eating the villagers, man. This is really becoming an issue. If you do, if you do it again, we're going to have to seriously think about possibly fining you. Um... Turning and any more than ten, and you're gonna have to be. You're gonna be a pair of boots. Peter shouted, "He's broken my leg!" Then he let go and was dragged into the lake. A few days later, we found his head and his arm. Ah, oh, fucking hell! This is a fucking horror story. Villagers started asking for help, and in 2005, the croc was captured with the help of 50 local men. And why is this story just coming out now? Some people uh, wanted to kill the reptile, but wildlife officials told villagers they could not kill the beast with impunity. Uh, the beast has impunity, I imagine. Why is this story come out now? I have no idea why. 2005, have we just heard about this? Is this it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Look at all the villagers round it. It is that big because it has been eating your family. That's why. 
They've got fucking rope round it and shit like that. It still looks like they, all the villagers are still sort of like quite far away from it. Just going, oh, Jesus. What are they going to do? Cut his belly open and find like your fucking cousin? I don't understand why they couldn't kill it. Why it needs to... Surely putting it into a breeding program, it's got the taste for human flesh. Surely that, you know, that is something you need out of the crocodile gene pool. If there's anything that you need out of a top predator gene pool, it is an animal that has a taste for human flesh. Maybe, you know, it's some sort of population control in Uganda. I don't know. Maybe it's just going to, like, release it onto another village. Oh, shit, there's fucking a real housing problem in this village. Don't worry, we've got just the thing. We can fix this. <laughs> Call up the Osama hotline. Not that one. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I don't know. It's a bit... Uh, <laughs> fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. 80 people. You know, it's nice, though, that he didn't... You know, he, he, he didn't eat the head uh, of the brother. That's nice. At least you get something back, don't you? You know, something to bury. You've got his clothes, you've got an arm and his head, and the rest of it is just probably stuffed under a log somewhere. That's what they do, isn't it? They tenderise you up, or is that just me? That just me believing Hollywood movies like uh, Crocodile Dundee. Is that it? They wedge you under there, don't they? Wedge you under there, tender you up a little bit. Lost his grip on me. Uh, talked him out of it. Is that it? You're just out here fishing? So the reptile was given to the owners of Uganda crocs to be used in their breeding program. They hope that he will sire hundreds or even thousands more giant crocodiles whose skin can be turned into handbags. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> There's always a bit of profit there, innit? We ain't gonna kill him because we want to fucking make money out of him, alright? I know, I know we wiped out 80 people in this village, but we've got to think, rich people need their fucking crocodile handbags. Come on now. It's what you, <laughs> it's what your brother would have wanted, wouldn't it? It is what you, you know, and ironically, we're gonna be making handbags, um, the same size as what, we could fit his actual body parts in that we found. So, you know, it's wheels within wheels here. We've got to think. Got to think here. Can be turned into handbags for fashion easters in countries such as Italy and South Korea. Uh, the farmer also doubles up as a tourist attraction uh, where they feed the locals, <laughs> I imagine, to the crocodiles uh, and make money out of that as well. And members of the public can pop in to see the 5,000 crocodiles being fattened up, ready for slaughter. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, it's a fucking... Jesus. There's always somebody trying to make money out of it, isn't there? You know, just fucking kill it, be done. I don't think having thousands and thousands of his offspring with that fucking, you know, that gene popping about in their fucking head um, that likes the taste of human flesh, you know. Have you seen my new handbag? Yeah, when it was alive, it slaughtered 80 villagers in Uganda. Holy shit! Really? It is lovely, though. It is beautiful. It goes with that fucking lion 
jacket, lion skin jacket you've got that also massacred a load of people in Kenya. <laughs> yeah, I call this a genocide collection. That's what we're going for this year. All of these animals in this collection have uh, slaughtered humans. Um, so we like to think that it's sort of like a uh, a very artsy sort of like technical thing, you know. Like it's we're sort of like it's art imitating life, imitating art, that sort of thing, you know. The lions and the the crocodiles slaughtered local villagers, and then we slaughtered them. So it's kind of like makes a statement about revenge. Fucking <laughs> hell, Jesus Christ! Ah, is everything for sale these days? Is that it? You know, does nobody have any, you know, just put a bullet in its fucking brain. See you later. Sorry at all your villagers, that sort of thing. Here's a bit of fucking alcohol. You can, (laughs) I don't know. You can make, get pissed and make some more family. I don't know. I'm sorry about your dead family, but, you know, people in Italy need their fucking handbags. Come on, what the fuck are, are, are Italian people, Italian women, going to keep their lipstick in? You know, you got to think about this. We could kill it right now, but, you know, we need a makeup bag. Fuck me, man. Uh, anyway, that's that story. Jesus Christ. The fucking, you know. There it is. There it is right there. Commercialism, people, you know. Right there, isn't it? Poor people getting fucking eaten. That has literally been fattened up on the villagers of that local. Uh, and now it gets to spend the rest of its life just fucking being fed. You know, just breeding. Is that is that a good example? This is where animals look at us and see us as a weak species. We should have slaughtered that crocodile in front of the other crocodiles. Made an example of it. So they don't try the same thing. But no, we will reward it with fucking, like, as much as it can. Anyway, um, talk about... Here's a, here's a, here's a better story, uh, people. Uh, billionaire Mackenzie Scott gives away £2 billion more. Apparently, here's a billionaire who's not going into space. Uh, let's have a little bit of tea before we start this. Apparently, uh, there's a billionaire, Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. She's the ex-wife. Here we go. She ain't going into space. She She went taking that extra seat for 28 million, was she? Has donated another 2.7 billion to a range of charities. Miss Scott uh, said in a blog post that she wanted to give the money to those that have been historically underfunded and overlooked. Um, she's donated it to a crocodile farm in Uganda. Uh, she wrote that she had chosen 286 organisations working on racial inequality, uh, working on racial inequality. They're not promoting racial inequality. I think she means, surely that's working on racial equality. Uh, yeah, is it? Working for racial equality on racial inequality. Uh, the arts and education. Here we go. Uh, Miss Scott is one of the world's richest women. Too fucking right. She's had Bezos, fucking bent Bezos over, hasn't she? Um, 
Much of her fortune comes from a 2019 divorce from Mr. Bezos, who is currently the world's richest man. As part part of the deal, Miss Scott ended up with 4% of Amazon's shares, having helped Mr. Bezos start the technology giant in 1994. Uh, the uh, The author has since posted about her charitable donations such as in December when she revealed she had donated more than $4 billion in just four months to women-led charities, food banks and black colleges. Uh, despite the size of these donations, she is still the world's 22nd richest person worth $59.5 billion. And that's 4% of Amazon shares. Uh, in a most recent blog post on Tuesday, she said again that she was keen to redistribute her wealth. Hey! Over here, baby. Straight over here. Everybody. Everybody is suddenly fucking... I bet everybody in her inner circle just slags off Jeff Bezos somewhat chronic. <laughs> just to see if there's a little fucking backhander coming away. I bet she never orders anything off fucking Amazon. Just to fuck him over. In this effort, we are given by a humble in belief that it would be better if disproportionate wealth were not concentrated in a small number of hands and that the solutions are best designed and implemented by others. To be fair, giving away two billion when you got fifty seven point five billion. It's not that much, is it? What's that? Two percent of your you know, four percent of your wealth, something like that, around about that, isn't it? Uh, In 2009, she signed the Giving Pledge, promising to give away most of her fortune. Jesus, 4%. Is is that... Did she help that much in the early days? I don't know, people. Did she help that much? At least she's doing something good with it, I suppose. You know, let's be positive here, Ben. At least she's doing something good with it. She's not spunking her fucking money going into space, is she? She's helping people. She's a white woman helping people. Uh, Mr. Bezos has not yet signed the pledge, although Mr. Jewett uh, joined in March. Uh, uh, who's, uh, uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, oh, yeah, George Lucas is on there as well. He said in a letter, in a stroke of happy coincidence, I am married to one of the most generous and kind people I know and joining her in a commitment. Uh, right, yeah. Dan Dewitt, that's her husband. Look at him smiling next to her. Fucking, I bet he puts up with some fucking shit. <laughs> Just to get that Amazon fucking settlement money, doesn't he? I bet he gets the old fucking finger in the face every now and again and just has to stand there and fucking take it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's be positive on this. She's helping people, isn't she? She's got $57.5 billion. Uh, she's given $2 billion of it away. The only thing with giving to charities and stuff like that, a lot of it is fucking wasted, isn't it? Unless, you've, unless you set up your own charity and you watch everything that's gone on. You know, a lot of shit. Like, you, you think about giving to charity, you know, every now, you know. I want to see it direct, you know, I'll give to homeless people and shit like that, but only really out of guilt. And if I've got cash on me and I never have cash on me these days because I always pay with a card. Surely there should be some sort of thing that somebody invents out there where homeless people 
have some sort of card machine uh, where you can uh, just put your put your card on there and give them a donation. Because I, I don't know if that many people carry cash these days. I fucking don't, that's for sure. Everything's done by card these days, isn't it? You know, even parking, where you need a parking change or something like that, that's even done by card these days, isn't it? You know, you can pay on your fucking phone, although I don't trust Apple Pay at all. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right paying paying with something on my fucking phone. You know what I mean? Holding my phone up to, to you know, to pay for something. It just doesn't seem right to me. I'm still sort of like plastic fantastic. Um, let's have a bit of tea. Surely somebody can um, invent something like that, can't they, for the homeless? Just something simple and cheap where you can give them a fucking donation. You know, I'm not I'm not saying everyone should be able to set up a fucking GoFundMe account or something like that. But, you know, they do on taxis, don't they? If you can get a mobile phone to a fucking home, you know, I don't know. I don't know the logistics of it. Hey, I'm just coming up with ideas here, people. You know, something that's wipe easy. <laughs> can wipe wipe stains off easy something like that i don't know i wouldn't have it as white you know maybe a dark color doesn't show the stains you know something where you can you know easily empty out breadcrumbs or whatever i don't know maybe maybe i'm uh uh, using stereotypes there but there's got to be something somebody can come up with some sort of homeless thing can't they to help homeless people out with that they must have taken a dip do they? Homeless. Less money due to cashless society. Is that it? Spare change is dying. There we go. 2018, it says, spare change is dying. The UK's homeless people are worried. Uh. Yeah, you see, we've identified a problem. Fuck this, you don't need £2 billion to do it. Surely there's got to be a way to kit out, you know, I don't know, something that homeless people are given where you can just put your card on there. People probably wouldn't trust that, though, would they? You know what I mean? Are you uh, are you trying to scam me, homeless guy? Um... People seem to be more generous the first time Natalie became homeless. Four years ago, her dad had moved abroad with his partner and she had moved in with a boyfriend. They broke up in 2004. Homeless. No, uh, Natalie, since becoming homeless again, Natalie has noticed that more and more people have apologised for not having change. Yeah, you see, you've got to make the effort to get change, haven't you? Then you've got to make an effort, you know, like you never know when you're going to run into a homeless person, do you? But there's got to be something. They've got to, you know, there's got to be some technical fucking thing out there credit card for homeless credit card for homeless is it sorry i've only got card uh uh, yeah there it is you can now give money to homeless people using contactless in the city this is fucking london isn't it but does it go directly to the homeless person in front of you I don't think it does. Help with real change, not small change. Yeah, this is one of these fucking 
charities that they set up where everything gets funneled into fucking leaflets and paying fucking some big CEOs, directors. I want to give it to the geezer sitting in front of me with a fucking one-eyed dog. That's what I want to do. I don't want to give it to one of these fucking charities. I want to, you know, I want to, I want a bit of a sob story in front of me. I want to be able to judge for myself whether he is actually homeless or just a geezer just sitting there with a one-eyed dog. What did he do to the other dog's eye? That's what... <laughs> I want to know that. I want the story. I'm joking, obviously. Um, I don't know. I think I think that's an idea out there where we can change the world, people. Um, some sort of like cashless way of donating to a homeless person in front of you. If they've got a phone, I suppose, like, and they've set up a, an app or a... But then that go, that'll go to PayPal or something like that. A certain percentage goes to them, doesn't it? But I suppose it's better than nothing. You see a, f- a homeless guy with a mobile phone and you instantly, like, start to question, though, I suppose, don't you? You know, there is a certain amount of poverty that you expect from a homeless person. And I imagine, you know, if he's sitting there with a fucking you know, brand new iPhone, you're going to question that a little bit. If if a homeless person has a better phone than you, <laughs> I, have, I have a fucking shit iPhone, what is it, X something, iPhone X, is it? Something like that, I don't know. Um, donate, it says on here, donate £3 to homeless charity Beam by tapping on the contactless device. But how much of the, that does get funneled down to the fucking homeless guys? And women and people who don't identify as either of those. I am a guy who earns 60 grand a year, but I actually uh, identify as a homeless person. Does that count? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, anyway, people, we are on 29 minutes. Uh, we've been a bit around about the houses today, haven't we? Um uh, that was uh, episode uh, 221 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you have any questions, just message me at podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Um, have a good rest of your week. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the games for football and um, I'll be enjoying the England-Scotland game on the old fucking firm derby. Well, not quite, but you know what I mean, Uh, on Friday. So uh, have a good rest of your week. Uh, I'll speak to you on Saturday. You take care.